0: This is
1: the Good News Station, WCNO Palm City.
0: Night Your World Ministries and the Revealing Truth Radio broadcast thanks Joe's Meats and Delhi for their underwriting support of this program.
1: Stop by for all your cold cuts and deli meats. Joe's Meats and Deli offers the finest quality select cuts of beef, pork, chicken, sausage, and bacon strips. Just ask Bob the Butcher for your finest selections. Joe's Meats and Deli also offers homemade frozen dinners for two. Pick them up, put them in the oven, 30 minutes, dinner served. Perfect for the family on the go. Why spend time cooking in the kitchen when you can sit back and relax while Joe's Meats and Deli does it for you? Joe's Meats in Delhi, located at the Bridge Plaza on the corner of Westmoreland and Port St. Lucie Boulevard in downtown Port St. Lucie.
0: Ignite Your World, Inc. and the Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Chris Marvin Electric for their underwriting support of this program. Chris Marvin Electric is licensed and insured. Chris Marvin Electric now specializing in generator home installations and is licensed for residential or commercial installation. Call today for honest, reliable work done correctly and efficiently. Chris Marvin Electric can be reached at 754-246-4129. That number again is 754-246-4129. We love you, Jesus, for so many reasons. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John eight thirty two says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. So grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you.
1: God knows everything, every thought, every desire, every motive of your life. Even when you've justified to yourself that you did it for all the right reasons, God knows deep on the inside of you why you really did it. Yeah, right. Amen. Even though you've lied to yourself and bought into your own press release yeah. and walked out of the house feeling good saying, that's why I did it. God knows why. Mm, Come on, amen. We're getting down into the nitty gritty this morning. Hmm? He knows all that. Guess what? He still loves you. Isn't that awesome? You know what? It's tough to, you know, I have a hard time dealing with God's omniscience because we take all of our expectations and all of our amazement. And his mysteries and we tuck them away inside of our hearts and in our minds and then we start praying in faith and and while we're praying our little minds are hard at work trying to figure out how God's going to answer the prayer hmm come on we got one guy that'll write a check to our ministry every now and then sometimes they'll just drop a check in the mail for 20 30 40 thousand dollars and send it to us out of the blue don't think my mind hasn't went there this week God put it on his heart. You too, huh? But we just don't know how God does it. Come on, amen? And what happens is, is we start assuming that we know that what God is going to do next. And, 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 and come on, how many of you understand that God doesn't necessarily want you to figure it all out? He doesn't want you to have all the answers all the time, Amen? So what he does is is he'll come along and he'll begin to challenge our assumptions. He'll begin to challenge us because what happens is when we reduce God to, to logic, and listen, how many know we make our decisions based on what we think about God are all based on our logic? That if this is true, and this is true, and this is true, and this is true, then this must be true about God. We're, we're, deductive, we're deductive creatures. We deduce. We, we, we use logic when we try to, to figure out what God's doing in our lives. It makes sense. We take the Word of God. We compile it. We make a logical decision. But I mean, you know, that's not what God always operates by. Because we don't have the full revelation of His Word. That's why you can keep learning His Word every day and learn something new and get new revelation and get new truth in your life. Amen? But that's how logic generally works. We gather information and we deduce. So, so, what we do is we take God and we say, Well, if God said this and God said this and God said this and God did this and God did this and God did this, God did this then we built this assumption about what God's going to do in our life. Amen. And then we start seeing a picture of it the way I did. I thought I was going to go to Christ for the Nations for two years. And for months, I was getting ready to go to college. But I only went for two weeks. My college came through a drug rehab. So we do that with God, and we make these assumptions about God, but God just comes along every now and then, and He challenges our assumptions, what we think. He stirs our little pot up because we assume certain things about God, and we assume that we're too old to do that now, and we assume that we're not the right person to do it this way, and we assume that God could never use us that way. We make these assumptions about our life, amen? Amen. We assume that we can never own a house because it's never worked out for us before and we'll probably never own one. Come on, amen. amen? We cannot do that. See, the problem is is in the beginning God made man in His image. And ever since then, man's been trying to make God in His image. Been trying to make God like us. Oh, come on, amen? That's proper. That's part of our problem. I listened to Charles Stanley on the radio. He's talking about Thomas Jefferson. T.A. Tozer wrote a book about Thomas Jefferson one time and you know Thomas Jefferson went through the whole Bible and he cut out every supernatural miracle out of the Bible. And he rewrote his own Bible then about 100 years later one of his great-grandchildren took and published that Bible. It's called the Jefferson Bible. It was published in 1894. But he left all the moral teachings of Jesus. And one of the reasons we got Thomas Jefferson like that is because Thomas Jefferson was an ambassador over to France, and he was over there during the time in, in the era of the Enlightenment. This great philosophical teaching of Enlightenment where Jesus was a good man and a good teacher, but he really didn't raise from the dead. He really wasn't born of a virgin. He was a bastard child and, and did some great things, but he really... He wasn't everything the Bible said he was. And he really began to believe that about Jesus. So he, he took out all that stuff that was supernatural. And he wrote a new version of the Bible. It's called the Jefferson Bible. You can see it. You can read it online. And he based his life off of the good teachings of Jesus. And Charles Stanley said, you know, I began to think about that. And one of the things that occurred to me is that Thomas Jefferson basically took his life, born out of wedlock, Grew up to be a good moral man, and he imposed his life on the life of Christ. And really what he was doing was trying to make God in his image. So that his life could make sense to him. But how you know it's not going to? Come on, are you here this morning? It's not going to. He couldn't imagine God doing anything that was illogical because he was such a logical person he only believed in a logical God he only believed in a God that would make sense and now his Bible is just a teaching on the moral goodness of God I mean, that's the split in our country we're in a nation that's divided between traditional values and progressive values listen, liberal progressive people aren't evil they're not they have good ideals they want to save the planet They want government to take care of everybody. They do. They just want to do it through the wrong avenue. Rather than depending on God as a source, forcing others to be a source. And that's where that secular thought comes from. It's Jeffersonian. And it's reeking in our society today. That's why the country is divided down the middle. Come on, are you seeing that this morning? it's rooted in the foundation of our country we we, we want morality we want truth we want to take care of people but we're not ready for a god who's all-knowing we're not ready for a god who's all-powerful so we've taken the laws of god to build our society but we don't believe in a supernatural god anymore so we got half of a country that believes in a supernatural god and half of a country that don't and the result is is we've become a nation that that has no need for a miracle-working all-powerful all-knowing God that can show up on the scene of your life and surprise you. Mm. My God will surprise you. He'll do things that your eyes haven't seen and your ears haven't heard. (laughs) Listen, I believe God's about to come back to our nation. I saw some interesting statistics the other day. Not my generation. My generation... I'm Generation X. The generation before us is more traditional. My generation is more progressive. But the 18 to 34 year olds today are more traditional than my generation. That research was just released. And I looked at that and I hit my hand. I'm like, man, there's still hope for our nation. There's still hope for our nation. That progressive secular humanism has done so much damage in the country that we're seeing a bracket of young people now between the age of 18 and 34 years old that are really starting to long for traditional values again. Isn't that amazing? There's not a lot to shout about these days, but that was a good one for me, amen? Amen. Mm. Praise the Lord. So we assume things about God. Somebody say assume. Here's an assumption for you. We, well, it's pretty easy. When someone's dead, we expect them to stay dead, don't we? Isn't that right? They've been wrapped in grave clothes for, for, for four days and their body's starting to rot and they've been in the tomb and they haven't come out. We expect them to stay in there. That's something we assume. But how many know that wasn't always the case with Jesus? Hmm? Oh my God. Help me, somebody. I mean, billions and billions of people die and don't never come back. So we just, based on that knowledge, we just assume everybody stays dead. But how me know, every once in a while, somebody will resurrect from the dead. Come on, praise the Lord. Amen. No, 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 you ain't heard me this morning. I, I'm trying to give you a truth that will change your life. Amen. What about Sarah? 90 years old. 90 years old. And still waiting on the promise from God. We assume that a 90-year-old woman can't get pregnant because we ain't never seen a 90-year-old woman get pregnant. However, some 74-year-old woman in Sweden just got pregnant with a little help from science. But here's Sarah back before they had science, back before they had uh, uh, planting eggs in somebody, back before they had the blue pill. Come on, somebody. Abraham was 100. I mean, no, he didn't have Viagra, Cialis. 100 years old and she's 90 can you see him in the tent lighting the candles <laughs> guy out there playing a little flute Sarah comes in in a goatskin negligee. Hmm. come on we assume some certain things sometimes don't we everybody laughing at Sarah said it ain't never going to happen and all of a sudden Sarah at 90 years old turns up pregnant walking around with a blessing on the inside my God Hmm. look in Romans chapter 4 verse 18 it says who contrary to hope and hope believe so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken so shall your descendants be watch this and not being weak in faith he did not consider his own body here's the reality here's the facts he was already dead in his own body in other words they didn't have no way to have seed that was still alive in him. He was 100 years old. It had been a while since Abraham had come creeping up on Sarah. Come on, amen. Are you seeing that, amen? And the deadness of Sarah's womb, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that he had, that he had promised he was able to perform. My God can do it. What are you saying, Pastor? This is what I'm saying. I'm saying at some point, Abraham had to have a nevertheless moment. At some point, Abraham had to believe the word of God that was over his life. At some point, Abraham had to say, well, my life might be dried up. My wife might be 90. But nevertheless, my God is able. Listen, I know there's been some times and nights in our lives where we didn't know what tomorrow was going to hold and we didn't know what was going to happen and we didn't know how we were going to face it or the frustration that we're going through and we're dealing with anxiety or we're dealing with pressure and we're dealing with stress. But I want to declare you that God is calling us to have nevertheless moments in our life that carry us to the other side of the victories that He's promised in us. Somebody shout nevertheless. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. hallelujah Hallelujah. peter was saying to jesus he said we're the professional fishermen and and first of all you got to understand this jesus you don't go fishing in the daytime you go fishing in the nighttime that's when you catch the fish and you don't go out in the deep end at the bottom of the lake you go out in the shallow water jesus you don't know nothing about fishing we're the fishermen." He was saying, Jesus, everything that you're asking us to do doesn't make sense. Everything that you're telling us to do is totally contrary to everything we know about going fishing. It don't make any sense to us. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down my nets. My God, come on. In other words, I'm willing to put my reasoning aside. I'm willing to put my logic aside. I'm willing to put my rationale aside and say, God, not my way, but your way. Not my will, but your will. Amen. Can I just finish? Is everybody all right? If you got to go, go. But I, I, I want to finish. The second thing is this. I have to trust and obey his word even when it makes no sense. Oh, that's a tough one I've got to trust and obey his word even when it makes no sense his word has to be the deciding factor of my life it's got to be what carries me not the size of my bank account not what President Obama told me not the legislation that Congress passed it's got to be a word from the Lord come on amen If I'm going to have a nevertheless moment, His Word has to become the deciding factor of my life. Listen, Peter's obedience was not motivated by his reasoning. It wasn't motivated by his logic. Peter's obedience was not motivated by some emotional feeling or some intuitive thing. What are you saying, Pastor? Some of us are willing to only obey God when we understand what it is that God's trying to tell us. Otherwise, we don't want to move on it. Well, I don't know if that's God. Well, God, I'll do that if you'll just tell me how it's all going to work out. I want to see the end. Listen, you'll never have nevertheless moments that way. It takes faith, amen? We'll never see the supernatural power of God that way or the wisdom of God operate, operate in our life when we can only do it from reasoning by what we can comprehend. Look, it makes no sense to reach down and grab some dirt and spit in it and rub it in a blind dude's eyes. It makes no sense to me at all. Even if it didn't heal him from being blind. But the guy could see when he was done. Come on, are you here? It takes no sense to take a tree and throw it in the water and the bitter water becomes sweet. But that's what he did, amen? Amen. It makes no sense to go out in the middle of your backyard and build a giant ark where where there's no water around, where there's no ocean, where there's no sea, and build an ark in a generation of people that have never seen rain. Can you please explain to me why that makes sense? Come on, amen. Our obedience cannot be motivated by what we reason to be right or what we think is logical and what we reason to make sense. And also our obedience cannot be motivated by some emotional feeling. Well, it felt right. I feel it. It feels good. You ever heard anybody say that? Hmm. I mean, you obey first, then you get to feel. (laughs) It's not feeling, oh, I feel the Holy, I got goosebumps, I got shiver, it must be the Holy Ghost. No, maybe we just need to turn the air conditioner up a little bit. Mm, Come on, somebody help me. Other people say, well, I don't feel anything. I I went to that church and I sat there and I didn't feel nothing. I I don't feel anything there. And and, 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 and a lot of people just show up. They don't get goosebumps. You don't see them no more. Come on, are you here? Other people say, well, that makes me so happy. I feel so happy. I'm so so glad you did that. I really feel so good. Other people don't want to feel challenged that's too challenging I don't like the way that makes me feel listen our obedience cannot be motivated by emotional feeling can't be Michael if you and Felicia will just come up we're going to wrap this up go ahead you can put your trays in the upright position Lift your seats up we're going to bring this thing in for our landing Hmm. praise the Lord Matthew 26, Jesus goes to disciples and He says to them, He says, come with me, boys. Come pray with me. Just come pray with me. Things are about to get crazy in my life and I'm at a really difficult point in my life and this is a difficult time and, and just come help me pray. Come pray with me. The Bible says that Jesus goes out in the garden and for Jesus, this is the only time in His life that He ever felt like He was out of step with His Father that he ever felt like he was out of step with God the Bible calls it the anguish of soul that Jesus found his place in a place he'd never been before and when we read the gospels one of the common themes we see is Jesus is always saying I'll do what my daddy tells me to do I'll say what my father tells me to say I'll go where my father tells me to go but now in the garden for the first time in his life he he finds himself in this anguish of soul He's, he, he, his father's not there for the first time you say well, what does that mean pastor? what does that mean? It doesn't mean that Jesus' spirit was in rebellion it doesn't mean that he was out of step. it means that his soulish man the, the, the arena of his emotions, the arena of his mind, the arena of his word his, his will in other words how he felt how Jesus was feeling, how, how Jesus was thinking, how He was processing decisions at that moment of His life. They were all in this battle inside of Jesus, and it was called the anguish of soul. I don't know about you if you've ever had anguish of soul before, but I have many times in the ministry when I've just wondered if I've missed God. Or I couldn't bring myself to the point where I could get to that nevertheless moment. The Bible says for Jesus that this battle is so intense in his mind that he begins to sweat and out of his pores begin drops of blood out of his forehead. There's so much anguish in the garden. And while he's there, he's praying and and he's looking for his closest friends and they're not even there. They're over in the corner and they're they're sleeping. And he goes to them. He says, guys, come on, can't you just pray with me? This is the most difficult time of my life. This is just come pray with me, guys. You're my friends. Come pray with me. The Bible says they wake up for a moment, they go back to sleep. And and how many know that can be discouraging sometimes when you're in a battle and the people that are closest to you don't seem to be there with you anymore. Sometimes ministry can be a lonely place. Sometimes doing what God's called you to do can get really lonely. And Jesus is there and and, 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 and he's feeling this thing and, and he's got these people in his life. You feel like, you know, he, he feels like he's been through back and forth through this ministry with them and, and been teaching them. You ever feel that way? You've been, you, you've had these people in your life, they've been like you've been to hell and back with them. And the time you need them the most, they're gone. Jesus is at this place in the middle of that and he's wrestling and he's in this place of anguish and, and, and he knows the outcome, he knows what's on the other side of all this, he, he's struggling with this process I mean there's a lot of us here today this morning that are in this room we know where the vision of this house is going to end up, we know where Truth Church is going we know where Golden Rule Academy is going just sometimes the process is a struggle Sometimes we don't always know how we're going to get there. But we've got to trust the Lord. Jesus is at this place where he's at this place of anguish and he's wrestling. He begins this prayer and he says this to his father. He says, Father, if there be any other way, if there be any other way, let this come. He says let this cup pass if there's any other path for redemption if there's any other way to save the lost if I don't have to have my beard plucked out if I don't have to have thorns crushed into my skull if I don't have to be tied to a post and beaten across my back if I don't have to have nails driven through my hand and stretched across the cross God father if there's any other way let this cup pass from me. Then he says the most amazing thing, he says, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done.
0: Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday, at 11:30 a.m. right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for five dollars for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida 34981, and ask for your free copy of The Love of the Father. Revealing Truth and Ignite Your World Incorporated thanks Joey's Cafe for their underwriting support of this week's broadcast. Joey's Cafe is a family-owned and operated breakfast, lunch, and dinner experience specializing in affordable home-cooked meals. Joey's Cafe is located at 6650 South Highway 1, St. Lucie Square Plaza, a mile and a half north of Prima Vista Boulevard.
1: let to you
0: have it all oh this is Apostle Henry Walker I want to invite you to listen to my broadcast God's timing is everything a broadcast that teaches about God's timing and His season that God's timing is everything broadcast heard every Saturday morning at 9:30 a.m on WCNO.